Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. All right, good morning, 6.03. Yeah, that clock's accurate. But, hey, hey, also is your calendar because it is Friday. Yeah, it is. Get excited. What's up? Tyler Ivins alongside Logan Ward. We're going to be with you up till 9 a.m. today. Hey, huge, huge things to get into today, including Tennessee. They're a trip down to LSU coming up tomorrow. Still very awkward to me. Still just a little off. The Volunteers, I got a 4 o'clock tip tomorrow down at LSU against Matt McMahon, the Oak Ridge native, and his Bayou Bengals. And we also set the scene today for the NFL division round of the playoffs. How about doubleheader Saturday and Sunday all weekend long? Man, this is exciting, exciting times. Underdogs, favorites. We're just weeks away from the Super Bowl. Hard to believe we are halfway through January, but let's get things kicked off, shall we? Great Friday morning with a morning buzz here on the starting lineup. And maybe your weekend got a little start. I got early started a little early with the Lady Vols last night. As they used the 26-16 third quarter burst to pull away and claim a 74-56 victory over the Gators last night at Thompson Bowen Arena during We Back Pat Night. Lady Vols, they've now won their eighth straight game and they've opened 7-0 in SEC play for the second consecutive season. Now, I will let you know those league starts are the best by UT since opening 13-0 back in 2014-15. Seniors, of course, Rakia Jackson and Jordan Horston. A game high 16 for Jackson, as well as Horston legging a double double. She is now 14 and 10 across the board for her. The win yesterday for the Lady Vols. I'm going to tell you right now, they are hot right now. They are sizzling fajitas out of the kitchen hot right now. Lady Vols, only a matter of time before you're going to start seeing them start turning things out when it comes to a lot of these W's that maybe perhaps didn't go their way in non conference play. 74 56, Logan Ward. Good morning. Lady Vols, again, another dub. Yeah, just one more. Just keep on adding them to the list. Keep on swimming, baby. Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Tennessee football yesterday landed a commitment from a BYU transfer. A position that people want. Cornerback transfer Tyler Ivins and game Judy Lawley. Now he spent three seasons at Vanderbilt before transferring to BYU last year. He's going to have two years of eligibility remaining. He started BYU's final 10 games of the season. He also started 10 games at Vanderbilt back in 2021. So 23 total career starts. And this season, he had 46 tackles, including a half tackle for a loss and seven pass breakups. Might not be a guy that comes in and starts day one for Tennessee, but definitely could. But whenever you're adding numbers to, I'll say it, probably one of the weakest in, you know, position groups, rooms in Tennessee football's program. Tennessee got better back there yesterday. That was a big time get for them yesterday. Uh, and news that would only matter if unless something large happened in the situation and it did Gonzaga's 76 game home winning streak. It came to an end last night at the hands of Loyola Marymount LMU 68 number six Gonzaga 67. The last time Gonzaga had lost a home game before last night. You got to go all the way back to Jan 18 of 18. January 18th, 2018, St. Mary's went into the kennel and knocked off Gonzaga 74-71 before last night. 
Anybody want to take a guess who now owns the nation's largest winning streak? Give you a hint. SEC. Auburn. Bruce's team has now won 28 consecutive games at home. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to think maybe Kansas. I, mean, I think Iowa State or Kansas State maybe went in there and knocked them maybe. off. Remember, Tennessee's home winning streak was 25 before they got tripped up by Kentucky just last weekend. That's right. Buying, selling, property management, over 50 years of experience. If you're looking for a team or an individual who could help you, especially if you're looking to buy a home here off the Smoky Mountains, off Neyland Stadium, off all things that you love, that's Big Orange and family raising territory, that would be Stephanie Grubbs and her team at Heritage Realty Online 24-7 at HeritageRealtyKnox.com. All right, let's talk about this division, division round uh, playoff scenario. That has the potential to get a little spicy. That's all I'm going to say. A little spicy. Kansas City, Jacksonville, New York, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Dallas, San Francisco. Uh-huh. Is there a chance we could see more underdogs advance to the next round? I'm talking wild card teams into conference championship weekend. You're going to be intrigued by some of the things and picks that a lot of us have today because the NFL... There might be more parody than you think there is. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Logan, what do you got? Tyler, good morning. Last night, the Lady Vols took down Florida 74-56. Rakia Jackson led Tennessee with 16 points. Jordan Horston added 14. Tennessee now moves to 7-0 in SEC play. Also yesterday, Tennessee football landed a commitment from BYU corner transfer Gabe Judy Lawley. He spent three seasons at Vanderbilt before transferring to play at BYU last year. He will have two years of eligibility remaining. In college basketball last night, Loyola Marymount upset Gonzaga 68-67. Elsewhere, Michigan State took down Rutgers 70-57. In college football, Oklahoma State quarterback transfer Spencer Sanders has announced he is transferring to Ole Miss. It's 6.09 NFL Divisional Weekend starts tomorrow. Let's preview them. Coming up next here on TSL. Have a good morning. I'm Logan Ward. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Nate tracking here we do? Thank you. There's no chance I can get you to take this Def Leppard album and put it in your vehicle. Yeah, no chance. Take your Dawkins, your Dawkins 8 track out. You know who Dawkins is? No, I don't. You know who Dawkins is? No. Oh, man. How have you and I been on the same team together for so long and I haven't introduced you to... This isn't the first time you've heard Def Leppard, obviously. No, it's not. Okay. But you don't know who Dawkins is. Don't know who Dawkins is. Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Logan Ward, who at one point in time, during his tenure on this time, on this station, I asked him if he knew who the band was who performed Pour Some Sugar on Me. <laughs> I forgot about that one. You know what he said to me? What did he I goes, say? Oh, you come on. You just know you're milking it. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I can't remember. That was back in like August. I turned to you and I go, you know what, dude? Let's just go ahead and play Pour Some Sugar on Me. You go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, are you good? You go, I can't find it anywhere. I said, you can't find Pour Some Sugar on Me? He's just like, it's nowhere listed here under Bon Jovi. <laughs> I said, what? I, you, forgot about that. I said, what? You, what? He said, yeah, Bon it's Jovi. Classic, dude. It's a classic. It's a classic. Everyone bon Jovi, Pour Come Some on. Sugar on Me. Uh, Tyler Ivins, Logan Ward. All right, let's get back serious here. Uh, football this weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, um, you say it's a classic. Is there any chance that we're going to get a classic game out of either of these games tomorrow? Third go around for the Giants Eagles. They're the they're the night capper. But then Jacksonville come from behind. Third largest playoff uh, come from behind victory in NFL history. They go to KC. First chance for us to see a one seed in this NFL setting. The tournament now allows them to get off their bye week. Your overall thoughts, just kind of where we are now, because I'm going to let you know right now. You you look at how. S- New York has continued to play spoiler for so many weeks. And then you look at Jacksonville, who a lot of people just don't believe they belong. They, you know, they had to win so many consecutive games. Plus they needed a historic, you know, essentially collapsed by the Titans. And then they needed to have kind of Josh Dobbs playing in that week 18, all these things, but a, but a, but a, but a, but a, but Jacksonville just keeps winning. Some people say we don't really get into the good games until Sunday. Some people are saying Cincinnati, Buffalo, Dallas, San Francisco. That's the good games. I've even seen more people say Dallas is getting the shaft when it comes to a lot of the scheduling. Have you seen this? No. No team is getting more of the advantage than San Francisco. San Francisco played the very first game. Remember back on Saturday? Oh, yeah. And then you have Dallas who had to play the last game, which was on Monday night. So now all of a sudden you have to make Dallas go from Monday night and then have to play Sunday compared to San Francisco who got to play the first Saturday afternoon game and then they don't have to play again until Sunday night. Are these Cowboys fans going ahead and making excuses? No, 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 no. This is definitely just people looking at, okay, now we're down to eight teams who right now is at a disadvantage. And I think it's just kind of, okay, yeah, Dallas had to find a way to navigate through the Tampa Bay waters with their place kicker having the yips. And then also you then have San Francisco who is kind of sitting in a position right now where they couldn't be in a better position. You know what I say to that? Win your freaking division. If you're the Cowboys, win your division. Yeah, it's easy. That to come more, though, throughout the weekend. Let me ask you right now. Let's get started. We'll go in order. Jacksonville, Kansas City. Are you taking any of the bait that's being laid around the blood and the chum in the water right now that Jacksonville has a chance with Kansas City tomorrow? I just think that Trevor Lawrence is a year or two too, you know, too early. I count this as his rookie year. I've been on record saying that ad nauseum the past several weeks. I like what Jacksonville did last week in an all-time collapse by the Chargers. But Patrick Mahomes isn't Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes is not Josh Dobbs. No disrespect to Herbert or Dobbs. Patrick Mahomes, he's a different animal. He's the best quarterback. He's the best player right now in the NFL. I like what Jacksonville has projecting down the line on defensive line, offensive line, skill players around Trevor Lawrence, ETN. Just a name a list of flame out tight ends and receivers that Jacksonville has on that team. Yeah. And you thought, okay, they're not going to be any good at all. They've been really good all season. Very, very solid for him. 
I just think they're a year or two too early. I think Kansas City's going to flex a little bit tomorrow and say, we're still the champs, we're still the king. No, when you say flex a little bit tomorrow, is that because they need to shut people up, or do you think that's just Kansas City going, all right, boys, first time for us to play in about almost 9, 11 days. Let's just go ahead and just get the rust off. I think it's let them know that they're facing a different beast, and they're at home. And maybe it is knock some rust off. Maybe it might be a little early, you know, ugly to start the game. Can Jacksonville cover? Yeah, sure. But Kansas City should win that game no problem tomorrow. Okay. So are you more worried about how Jacksonville, excuse me, are you more worried about Kansas City and how they're faring or more about the other home team? Philadelphia has to take on New York. This is for the third time this year. But not only that, Logan, this is the second time in three weeks. Daniel Jones looks like he now officially has the training wheels off. Saquon Barkley, he had to come out and play for a new contract. Guess what Saquon Barkley's doing? Looking like he's about to get himself a massive contract. And he's actually healthy. Yeah. If you're the New York Giants right now, and I brought this up yesterday when Danny Biancullo joined us. Currently, the New York Giants, they own the longest winning streak in the postseason against number one seeds. They've won six consecutive games. If you're Philadelphia right now, the last team I want to see is somebody who's already had an opportunity to get looked at me two other times this season. You buying into New York, being able to go into Philadelphia and knock off the Eagles? Yes, yeah, I am. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil what's coming up here at six forty with one of my to the window picks. Oh no, you're not. You're not but you're money a, line here it comes. Uh, yes, yes, we're gonna hammer Giants money line. Just th- who cares about plus seven and a half? Who cares about that? This has a feeling of disappointment coming from Philadelphia. Okay. They've been the top dog, the king, all season long. They've been dominant all season long. They dominated this same Giants team back earlier in the year in early December, 48-22. to The way that Daniel Jones is playing, the way that Brian Dable has coached this team on offense, and they're actually getting you know decent stops on defense. They shut Kirk Cousins down the other day. I just don't know if I trust Philadelphia yet. This seems like this is a letdown spot. They might win. But it's going to be ugly. That has the best chance to be a classic of of the games tomorrow. So we just had this conversation no short of three days ago. I believe you asked me during maybe would you love or leave it. I can't remember. But you asked me about the best NFC East quarterback remaining in the party. And essentially it was a conversation, no offense, Daniel Jones, to Dak Prescott against Jalen Hurts. Do you believe Jalen Hurts is still hurt? Or do you just believe that this is just a New York so hot right now, you just got to get out of the way unless you want to be evaporated by the sun? I think it's a combination of both. Okay. The Giants are hot. Jalen Hurts, he's got a, He's obviously going, going to play. I don't think he's going to be 100%. I can't believe you're sitting here actually talking about money lines with the New York Giants. No, I'm not saying Come that. Come on. Just go ahead and just I'm put them all the way that. out there. Put them all the way out it's there. The if first year head like coach. I guess same thing with, with Philadelphia. Are you not I just buying like into Brian Dayball? No, I like Dayball a lot. That was a home run hire. I mean, we kind of, here in Knoxville, Tennessee, kind of got a little bit of, uh, we got more than one bowl of Brian Dayball in our face during his time in Alabama. Yes, we did. He goes up to Buffalo. Is Brian Dayball going to turn Danny Dimes into the next Josh Allen? That might be a stretch. But do you believe that it has been Brian Dayball who has helped take the training wheels off Daniel Jones? Oh, there's no doubt about it. It wasn't going to be, oh, who do you have, Jason Garrett for one season as oh, well? Who, who has he not had? It wasn't going to be that. But Brian Dayball, the guy that, has, that was a 
played a big part in the development of some Alabama quarterbacks that have been very successful. I believe he coached Jalen Hurts as well. That's where I was going with this next. I was going to put this segment on a nice bow going, but Jalen Hurts. See? Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> so, But he's an excellent quarterback coach. I don't know that I'm ready to say that they win tomorrow. I think they're kind of like Jacksonville. Maybe they're a year too early. Next year, watch out. But the pieces that he that they that he has on offense with Daniel Jones playing really well and Saquon Barkley running behind a healthy offensive line and he's actually healthy himself, that could spell problems for Philadelphia. That's Logan Ward, Tyler Ivan, six twenty five, San Francisco, Dallas, Cincinnati, Buffalo before eight a.m. this morning. Not only that, Tennessee. Some updates you need to know about their roster going into LSU tomorrow down the bayou. Where is Santiago Vescovi right now recovering after aggravating that shoulder and missing Mississippi State? And could we see another player emerge as the leader of this program beginning tomorrow? We'll tell you next year on the starting lineup. 99.1, the Sports Animal. Celebrating 40 years of pyromania. Like I'm telling you right now, man. You have just juiced this jukebox up this morning, and I appreciate you. Logan Ward leading the way. Tyler Ivins with you up until 9 a.m. this morning. All right, LSU, Matt McMahon's team. I'm going to tell you, a lot of people, big fan of the Oak Ridge native, a lot of people thinking that perhaps maybe futures, you know, down-the-line futures, perhaps maybe Matt McMahon could be a potential candidate to fill the void here at the University of Tennessee. That's futures. That's down the road. You know, and, and it's nice to come across somebody and see a familiar face that might be in the future plans. But right now, the only thing Tennessee fans are really caring about the future plans are how they're going to get back on track after last weekend's hiccup against Kentucky. Now, they did so against Mississippi State, but they did it without two of their key contributors as we welcome you back to the starting lineup, 99.1, the sports animal. Yesterday, meeting with the media, getting caught up with everything that is Tennessee hoops. News, Tyreek Key, he was officially back on the floor. Santiago Vescovi as well was doing a little bit light work as well. The starting lineup had already been published, but, you know, obviously that's, fluent that they can change right now they could be filling out a new lineup but as of right now Logan Ward this was a starting lineup that did include Tyreek Key back in the mix but not Santiago Vescovi just as easy as they were in the lineup minutes before tip against Mississippi State they can be taken out of the lineup but right now for those of you wondering how long is the sickness going to keep Tyreek Key out that was just a one-game hiccup as his temperature was rising before tip off against Mississippi State so good news there for the, everybody wondering. Tyree Key will be back in the lineup tomorrow night, barring any kind of foreseeable changes for the University of Tennessee. But they did not list Santiago Vescovi. That does not mean that Vescovi didn't wake up today and feel better or, or tomorrow. He's going to continue to shoot around, kind of work out some kinks in that left shooting arm, and his shoulder's going to end up being better. But Logan, if it is not Tyreek, excuse me, if it's not Santiago Vescovi tomorrow, could you potentially see this? as Julian Phillips' opportunity to grow off a strong performance against Mississippi State. And you and I have both said on this program, my man, no better time than the present because you've got yourself not only a doozy at LSU, which it's always a road game in the SEC. There's usually not a lot of time off. There's no gimme games. But then you come back, you got back-to-backers against an upstart Georgia team. And then, oh yeah, by the way, that Texas SEC showdown, that's coming up next weekend. You see, I don't want to label it just a one guy that's going to benefit from this the most. Now, he did on um, a Tuesday night against Mississippi State. No doubt about it. Had a great game. I believe 18 points, but Zakai Ziegler chipped in there with 24. True. 
Whatever we have talked about, who's going to be that second leading scorer for Tennessee literally for the past month and a half, Tyler. We said Vescovy's going to be number one because you're always going to get 12 to 15 points from him yes. night in, night out. Even if he doesn't shoot that efficiently, he's still going to get you 12 to 15. I think this kind of still stands. Maybe it was Zakai Ziegler the other night. Maybe tomorrow it's going to be a Tyreek Key if he is back in the lineup like I expect him to be back in the lineup. Maybe it's Josiah Jordan-James. I don't know. Maybe Euros goes out there and scores 19 points again. You see what I'm saying? I just don't think that you can liken this to one guy that's going to go out there and lead Tennessee in scoring or be their second leading scorer day in and day out. And that's what makes Tennessee so dangerous. If you're making me pick one guy that's going to benefit the most, it probably would be Julian Phillips, though. Well, okay, so then let me rephrase the question. Do you believe that Julian Phillips has officially welcomed himself to the SEC party? Do you believe, because remember, look, let's look back at some of the players and, and some of the high-profile recruiting star players that wanted to be one and dones. Kennedy Chandler, Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, they all had a little bit of time. They all had, you know, they had to take a couple of minutes, a couple of months to be able to kind of get into this, okay, we're not in high school anymore moment. Has Julian Phillips now officially reached his, I'm not in high school moment I had a nice game against Mississippi State. Now I can start contributing. Are we going to see him continue to be more aggressive like Rick Barnes has asked him to be? You want him to be. Is that going to lead to points every single night? I don't know because he's still a freshman. I, I hear you. I'm I not trying to make him out to be something he's right, not, but I'm no, saying, sure. where's the where's the corner turning moment? I don't see him being a lottery guy right now. I think he's a late first round guy, potentially coming back next year type of guy right now. But maybe that was the start that says the game might have slowed down for him a little bit. He's not Brandon Miller. He's not some of the other dominant freshmen that we have across the country. He's not that just yet. That's okay. I don't think Tennessee even needs him to be that. Tennessee should walk through LSU tomorrow if Julian Phillips scores two points. Because you're going to get other guys score points. Like Key. Like James. Like Ziegler. You don't need him tomorrow to score you 15 points sure that's good for him tomorrow might be another if he goes out tomorrow Tyler and he follows up the points that he had on the road in Starkville earlier this week and he scores 15 to 20 points again then I will say yeah Julian Phillips is uh, is arrived that's big for this team watch out for Tennessee in March because you know what you're gonna get from Vescovy key to to a certain extent and now Julian Phillips. I guess the question, the reason why I asked this is because could we potentially be seeing Tennessee clicking at the right time? Josiah Jordan James gives you 34 minutes of the Mississippi State win. Does it look like he's past these kind of knee woes? He seems fine now. Okay, check. Is Julian Phillips turning the corner where he can be a five-star SEC Phillip the Bucket scorer that like you hope he can be? Another forward. Can he? Possibly. We'll come back to that. Santiago Vescovi is he's trying to get rid of these nagging injuries. Is he fit to go? Or as you just mentioned, you just said right there, Tennessee doesn't need Julian Phillips to fill up the bucket to get past LSU. Do you think then in turn, does that mean that you're going to sit Santi another game and hope that a full week can get him the rest he needs to get back into game shape after the re-aggravation of the shoulder? I think it's similar um, to what they did with um, Josiah Jordan-James, risk management. You don't need him Saturday. You don't need him against Georgia, quite frankly. Obviously, if he's able to go, he's going to go. But sure, you're telling me right sure. now that the Tennessee fans should not have any issues with Santi missing maybe more than a game like he did on on Tuesday night. I don't think so. And, uh, Tennessee's lost their last four out of five. 
down in LSU, I believe the That's stat is. That's the reason is. why I'm bringing it up. You shouldn't need him. LSU two weeks ago was a really good team. They almost went to Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky. Now we thought Kentucky was a better team than what they were. I'm gonna be at the honest time. with you. I'm sure don't. I'm not. I don't even know what the status of Kentucky is right now. Like, don't I don't, I don't it's either. a good win against no Tennessee. Idea. It's a good win. But then some people are like, yeah, then they came back with a win against Georgia. I don't. I watched that Kentucky Georgia game. Besides Oscar Sheboy, I don't know if Kansas or Kentucky's back. I don't know if Kentucky's back. I know Oscar Sheboy's good. I just don't know if Kentucky's back. So you're telling me right now, check on Josiah Jordan James being able to give you more than 17 minutes a game, obviously. Okay. Still waiting to see on Julian Phillips. And are we going to say Santiago Vescovi can miss the next couple of games? I'm not telling him to kick his feet up. I'm just saying, hey, get your shoulder better because you need for Texas next weekend. You don't want this to be a lingering issue. I don't know if if Tennessee can beat Texas whenever they come to Knoxville here next weekend without Santiago Vescovi. I don't know how deep this team can go if he's not 100% down the stretch. Maybe, but like I said, maybe you get guys... If, if this will be a lingering issue with him, that's going to have some other guys have to step up. But Vescovy is the most important player for this team. He's the leading scorer. He's the best shooter. He's the best shooter, you know, one of the best in school history, the best in the country, the best in the SEC. All that is true. They don't need him tomorrow or against Georgia. They need him against Texas, Alabama, and down the stretch in SEC play. And they will 100% need him in Nashville for the SEC tournament, and we know that they will need him in March. It can't be a lingering issue. That's Logan Ward. Solid segment, my friend. Can you keep it up with an update? 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. We're being told that he's going to take the money line in the Giants-Eagles game. Yes, ne- screw the points. Confirmed. Don't lie to us. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. What do you got, Logan? Lady Vols last night took down Florida 74-56. to Rakia Jackson led Tennessee with 16 points. They now improved to 7-0 in SEC play. Also yesterday, Tennessee football landed a commitment from BYU cornerback transfer Gabe Judy Lawley. He spent three seasons at Vanderbilt and played at BYU last year. Lawley will have two years of eligibility remaining. In the NFL, Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman has stepped down as the team's play caller. Head coach Jim Harbaugh says that quarterback Lamar Jackson will be involved in the new offensive coordinator search. In college basketball last night, upset in the West Coast Conference as Loyola Marymount took down Gonzaga 68-67. In the Big Ten, Michigan State down Rutgers 70-57. Purdue got by Minnesota 61-39. to It's 641 to the window coming up next here on TSL. Have a good Friday morning. I'm Logan Ward. That for a lot of us out there, there are people out there that just love spending the money and they need to get it back in their account as quickly as possible. Well, that's why you rely on a segment that us here on the starting lineup, 99.1, the sports animal do each and every Friday. And it's one that comes with a lot of popularity behind it. Trust us, we just got the ratings book so we know that you, the listener, love to the window. It's happening right now here on 99.1, The Sports Animal. All right, Logan Ward, you've been drumming it up. Yes. Here's your opportunity. Prove us right. This is to the window. We are six and six the first two weeks of the 2023 calendar year. I smell a six and oh weekend. What do you got? Yes, two plays in the NFL, one play in college basketball tonight. Let's go ahead and start with college basketball tonight. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. 
Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. New Mexico playing Boise State tonight at home. New Mexico minus two and a half. They've covered their last three. They're scoring a whole bunch of points. They play at one of the faster paces, the faster tempos of any team in the country, and especially in the Mountain West. Boise State, they are a good team. But at home, New Mexico, 8-3-1 against the spread. Like I said, Boise State, they're about 3-2-1 against the spread going on the road. Boise uh, State, they're surrendering some points. They're also scoring about 71 points a game. New Mexico also giving up some points but scoring 81 points per game, and they have also covered their last three straight. They beat a really, really good Oral Roberts team. Actually kind of smoked them, covered the spread by about, you know, uh, several points just two weeks ago. New Mexico tonight against Boise State at home, minus two and a half. Two plays in the NFL. Let's start off on Sunday. The Bengals line is five and a half points. This seems like it's going to be whoever wins this game, it's going to be by a field goal. I tend to think just because it is in Orchard Park, I'm going to say Buffalo does get the win, but five and a half points? Yeah. Joe Burrow, man, this guy is a beast. This guy went to a Super Bowl last week. Tyler, I do understand, though, that that offensive line consists of me, you, Phil Williams, Landon Doan, and Joey Tack down the hallway. We're all blocking for Joe Burrow out there. But when he gets a little bit of time to throw to Jamar Chase, Hayden Hurst, T. Higgins, and also Joe Mixon out of the backfield, he's one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the entire NFL. Josh Allen is good at well. Five and a half points. This is incredibly way too much, even though it is going on the road. Five and a half points. This spells last second field goal. I think Buffalo gets it done, but five and a half points is way too many. Take the Bengals plus five and a half on the road. Then I've hyped it up all morning, and I am going to fail to deliver. I'm not taking the money line. No, That's stupid. God, come no, on, co- no, 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 no. Come on. Tease it a little bit. Go throw a little bit of coin on there, but if they lose, I am not to be held responsible. Giants plus seven and a half against the Eagles. Get some stones. Jalen Hurts is going to play in this game, but I don't think he's going to be 100%. He might be close to 100%, but the way that just... But this Giants defense have played last week against Kirk Cousins. I get Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, two different animals, but they've been so solid this season. They've also seen this team three times in the last like month and a half, the last like five weeks. It's absolutely crazy. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's hard to beat a team twice. The Giants will cover tomorrow against the Eagles. They're the best road team in the NFL against the spread. Tyler, they're eight and one against the spread on the road. So you should have confidence in them and just do it. No, no against the spread, not straight up. We'll take the Giants plus seven and a half against the Eagles tomorrow. To recap it all, New Mexico minus two and a half tonight against Boise State. The Bengals on the road covering five and a half against the Bills. I'm not going to lay the money line. I don't have the stones to do that, apparently. Giants plus seven and a half against the Eagles. (sighs) I don't know how I can back that up, man. I know. I kind of, I just kind of. I fell apart there at the end. I, I kind of chickened out. All right, so here it is. Uh, for me, I have not felt more confident in three picks probably since 2022. Probably since 2022 have I, have, have I haven't felt last this year. Coming. Like last year, it was probably the last time I was this confident. 
and picks to the window. How can they lose? How could they lose? Let's get started tonight. Hey, Queens natives. And I'm not talking about that new school out in North Carolina. I'm actually talking about Queens, New York. I'm actually talking about the Johnnies tonight. Man, I don't know what it is. I love Big East basketball on a Friday. I just, you know, some people are like, Ivan's, are you, are you not going to go maxing on us on a Friday? No, no. That's coming up at 855. Today, St. John's minus three is they're going to be taking on Villanova. This is an opportunity to see just how legit is Mike Anderson's team right now in Queens, New York. They get one of the early slots tonight, so an opportunity for you to be able to turn things around if you are a better last night that fell short. Give me the Johnny's minus three tonight, and I expect that their hot start's going to continue. For those of you who haven't been paying attention to Johnny basketball, this is what they've done the last couple of games. Are you ready? 77 in a cover against Butler, fell just short against Providence, and they were hanging 85 in a loss to Marquette. This team can outscore a Nova team that's still trying to find their way after Jay Wright retired, okay? So right now, if you're looking overall at a team that right now you can expect to get a lot of points out of, yep, look no further than that school in Queens. Give me St. John's minus three. Let's continue to the NFL. Jacksonville's not going to beat Kansas City. It's great that we can continue to write this up. We will see Pat Mahomes back in another conference championship game and likely another Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean they're not going to get their best shot from the Jacksonville Jaguars tomorrow. I've got the Jags plus nine because right now, Jacksonville, they're on a streak like none other. They had to win how many consecutive games just to get into a week 18 showdown with the Titans. And then from there, what did they have to do? They've been covering even when they fall short. Go back and look at some of the games that they were falling short in. They've already played this Kansas City team in Kansas City back November the 13th. They covered that day, and I expect them to do so again back at Arrowhead when they make this trip just a little over two months later. Jacksonville is the play. Make sure that you have everything lined up because this thing's going to dip. This is going to be an eight and a half, eight game before it all kicks up. You're going to need that extra point, especially as we've seen those extra points and those field goals not guaranteed to be money time in and time out. And you know what? I've decided now taking a peek. We're going to go ahead and we're going to grab a player prop. I'm not a player prop guy, but I feel like that this one's way too easy. Right now, you can get Christian Kirk receiving yards in this game at over 63 and a half. What has he done his last handful of games? I'll share them with you. Last week in that come from behind victory against the Los Angeles Chargers, 78 yards. When they needed him the most to win the division, they turned to him 99 receiving yards against the Tennessee Titans. And oh yeah, Dallas, one of the stingiest defenses in all of the National Football League. He hung 92 receiving yards against the boys. This is more than capable to be caught. I can't believe this number hasn't skyrocketed yet. I expect to see Trevor Lawrence rely on Christian Kirk. Some of those bigger targets that he has at the wide receiver position. This should be a 3-0 and weekend, especially if you side with me. I'm with Logan in his three plays. That's got 6-0 and written all over it. We start tonight with the Johnnies. Tonight at home, minus three. The Jaguars tomorrow. They in the early game, plus nine against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Christian Kirk will keep him in this game over 63 and a half yards. Of course, to the window being brought to you by our friends over at New Balance Knoxville. The perfect fit every time with the foot test. More than just the number under the tongue, colorways. If you're looking for a shoe that just lasts, you're wanting to put your money and invest it into a product that lasts, let it be with our team, our friend Sharon here in Knoxville at New Balance Knoxville in the Suburban Shopping Center. Brand new hour of the starting lineup is next. We get things started with the morning buzz where a home college basketball record fell last night and an SEC team is now officially in the captain's seat. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. 
Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. <laughs> I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. <laughs> Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.